Yeah, we're just young, dumb, and broke But we still got love to get while we're young, dumb Young, young, dumb, and broke Young, dumb, young, young, dumb, and broke Young, dumb, Anyway, young, it's Leah and Alexis <laughs> God, don't you wish we weren't here, though? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's that time of year where everyone's holly, jolly, and happy, but you want to know what else is happening? Finals. Finals! Finals. <laughs> exams. Um, so. So you know we're dying. So you know, yes. Oh my god, I'm gonna go first. So, um, had a midlife crisis this week. I was like, should I be an advertising major? <laughs> and here's why. What? And here's why, because... So I took this marketing class in high school and I really, really liked it. And I was like, that would be really cool, like fun stuff. So here at Boston University, um, you get free Photoshop. Like the whole creative cloud Adobe is like completely free. You get Lightroom, After Effects, all of that, right? So cool, so fun. I didn't know this. Right, so I download Photoshop because my roommate and I wanted to like make this thing for our door. And I was like, I love like graphic design and stuff. Because I was watching this graphic design video and she was like, why are you watching this girl redesign logos for thrift shops? And I was like, it's so cool. You're no, so excited. No one shares my excitement for this, but I thought it was like a really interesting, like a cool thing. I was like watching people do graphic design and I like took this graphic design class in high school, whatever, right? So then I'm like, using photoshop and i'm like i'm having so much fun should i be a graphic design major and then i look it up and the cfa requirements are like a lot so i'm like nah but what is the same thing graphic design nope advertising <laughs> is the same thing it's graphic design so i'm like should i just become an advertising major and then i'm looking at the classes and i'm like i could be you know doing stuff for political campaigns wouldn't that be quirky and then i'm like do I change? Do I become a comm major? Because then I don't have to take more Spanish. You don't. I can just be Jay chilling with my advertising. But I was like, do I actually want to do that? Should I change my minor to advertising? Yeah, join the comm dark side. Oh my god, then you have to take comp two hundred one and one hundred one. Do you have to take one hundred one before two hundred one? Yeah. So that's the thing because my sociology minor, you only need six credits, but for comm minor, you need eight credits. So I don't think I have time. I mean, I'm trying to think. You honestly probably do. If you like. Not with my four-year plan. Okay. I do this thing where I'm like interested in one thing and I think it has to be my entire life. Like I watch one movie and I'm like, do I become a film major? <laughs> I, you want to know what I don't understand? Is I feel like back in the day, and back in the day, I mean back in my sister's day, people be changing their majors and minors, like, all the time. Like, I, nobody's fucking business. And here at BU, they're like, you don't know what you want to do at 18 for the rest of your life? That doesn't sound like my fucking problem. And I'm like, yeah. what? They're like, take these writing intensive courses and like it. And you're like, I... I mean, maybe it's because we're in CGS, too, and we have those two years kind of taken away from us. So, finals. I... I have, like, border grades. Like, you know when you have, like, a 90 or, like, a 93 in a class, so you have to match that on your final to have the that worst. grade? The worst. The worst. Because if you have, like, a 95 in a class, you can get, like, an 88 on the final, and you can still have a 93, and it's, like, cool, and we're Jay chilling. But... I feel that. I feel that. In my politics class, I thought I had an 89 or, like, an 88, 87 type of thing. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, I'm only going to get a B plus. So I 
so I would only have to get like an 80 on the final to have a B plus. And I was like, cool, like that's fine. Um, obviously I'm still going to study, but like I have that wiggle room. But then my TA was actually like, no, you have a 90. So now I have to get a 90 to get a 90. I made this whole spreadsheet, not spreadsheet, but I just made this whole thing in my planner where I was like, here's what my final GPA will be and my cumulative GPA for four different outcomes of exams see i know what you're thinking like why are you wasting all this time making all these things when you could be studying and when you say that to me i say fuck you because i've been studying nonstop. but i think that the weird thing about college is like teachers like don't teachers professors don't like to tell you your grades for some reason yeah i don't know if it's some fun little kooky game but they'll be kooky. like <laughs> kooky little game but they'll be like you got an a on this and i'm like what in a, a 90, oh, a 92, oh, no, 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 no. a no, 95. No, 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 no. You think that's bad? In CGS last year, we wouldn't get like A's, A minuses. We got check plus, check, check minus. And my professor was like, I calculate what check plus, check, and check minus is at the end of the year, like weighted or like curved or whatever. So it was very much like, oh, it was the one. Because it's like, okay, you get a check on something. A check, is that a C? Is that a B? Is that an A minus? A B plus? But, who knows? Who knows? My professor surely did not. I also think the thing about grades, and we'll just like do this real quick, but I think grades are stupid in terms of like, if you're going to do grades, like if you're going to do it, you should be transparent. Like we have a website that professors can input grades and my professors will input some grades. Like for bio, for example, all my labs are in there. And my presentation is in there, but my exams aren't in there. So I, I have to go do my calculation yeah. myself. But it's like, you you could easily I, put my exam grade in there. I do not understand when professors don't put things into Blackboard. It's, uh, it, why, why aren't you doing that? It was really nice because my Spanish professor gave us our pre-final grades. She was like, she asked me, she was like, should I not do that? And I was like, no, please do that. Like, it's so nice. I have a hundred point zero in that class. <laughs> My Spanish professor really grades on like participation. She's like, if you show up to the exam, you get a hundred. I mean, I don't have a final exam, but like the midterm, I love her so much. I am so sad I'm not going to have her anymore. I would say that there are some professors that really care about their students. And I appreciate you. I do. I don't think they get enough credit because there's a lot of really shitty professors out there. But there are some that are engaged when they lecture. And, like, we at BU, yeah. like, I'm at most universities, I think you, like, the professors really push you to – one more time. At BU, the professors really push you to do course evaluations. Yeah. And I really, I, like, some students, like, fill them out really quickly. And, like, you can clearly yeah. don't tell. But whether I like a professor or I don't, I really take the time to fill it out. Because if you're a good professor, I want you to know that you're a good professor. And that, like, I appreciate you and, like, hearing you lecture. And, like, like I will write, like, especially on the online things, I'll write, like, a whole, like, two paragraphs. And yeah. you're doing this really, really well. And with professors I don't like, I'm I try to be mature. I'm not like I hate you, but I'm like, hey, like the way your teaching method just doesn't work for me. Should we uh, get into the news? Uh. The news. The news. The news. Uh. 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 Good morning. Good morning. 
Story number one. <laughs> Global anti-doping leaders. I don't. You heard that right. I've never heard that <laughs> phrase in my life. I may have made it up. No, I'm just kidding. I you know, saw it in an article. So when everyone talks about Russia, they're like, remember when Russia meddled in our election? But now Russia has a new headline because they've been banned from the Summer Olympics because there's been four years of violations um, because of these anti-doping <laughs> global leaders. Okay, why this is important is that like Russian athletes can still compete in the Olympics, but they can't compete like under Russia. So, you know, like, <laughs> sorry, it's really not funny. But, you know, people like run in with their flags. This is just going to be like a white piece of <laughs> it's just cloth. Be, they can't hold the Russian flag. So, and they can't have any Russian symbols. So I don't really know what the... Like, I wish I had more information. So you know like how they list the country under them? Yeah, or are they just going to be like undisclosed? They're going to have no country listed. That's kind of sad. They like can't be affiliated with Russia. They might be affiliated with another country. Perhaps which, Ukraine. The, the whole thing about the Olympics is that like... At least I know for, like, tennis, like, winning a major Grand Slam is a bigger deal than getting a gold medal. <laughs> winning a major Grand Slam is a bigger deal than getting a gold medal. But there's it's something very patriotic about competing in the yeah. Olympics. And I think that's why they're punishing them in this way. Because it's like, if you can't. Yeah. I'd be like, if I was an athlete from Russia that was, like, on track to go to the Olympics or, like, do I was going to the Summer Olympics and then suddenly I, like, couldn't compete for Russia, I wouldn't drop out. I'd be like, I'm still going to flex on TV, but no one's going to know that I, Vladimir Pasolov, is from Russia. <laughs> it's a big secret. <laughs> All right. So, so maybe just stop doping up your athletes. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I, d I did write that down. The wise words of Leah Kapoor. <laughs> Okay, so the next one is not funny. Um, this happens every single week. Every week I make the second story dark, and I, I don't know if it's like my brain is just a mechanism of habit. But, okay, so sexual predators, like, find access. I don't know if that's the right word. I hate that. Like, seek out children online in a practice called, like, sextortion. And basically what they do is they, like, convince kids to send them, like, explicit photos or videos of themselves and then they blackmail them if that makes sense yeah. um and because it is a crime like um production of child pornography yeah but like I, for the kids that's what i mean so that's how you can blackmail them and so like social media companies and this also happens on like um like online gaming websites where yeah, you have like those chat rooms twitch discord and so for they, all the cultured people out there they they don't have any incentive to stop it because they're not legally responsible yeah and the reason that i bring this up is because like i was like reading this article and it was like what experts recommend that you do is that you like if your kid's really interested in online gaming or really interested or like even interested in social media that you like spend time with them on that, which like sounds kind of weird. It is. And also not to sound um, pessimistic, um, but like this is not ever going to stop.
what twitch is gonna be like oh you have to be 18 to make an account you just lie you know i think that the the relationship i think it's hard because i have a very unique relationship with my mother where like i have told her everything like i would never you know what i mean like there's not really anything that i've kept secret that she would like be surprised about she'd be like no i knew that kids are very secretive i was very secretive as a child but i think that the way it's very difficult as a parent because it's like how do you respect a child's privacy but also keep them safe and that's something that now that i've got i as a kid if someone like when people be like oh yeah like my mom and her dad looks through my phone at night i'd be like that is so weird i still think that's a bit strange but I also get it from a parent's perspective. Like, technology, you don't too. know, like, what they're doing. I understand it, too, but it's also, like, I've seen all these videos of people being, like, if your parent goes through your phone, just download this app, and it looks like a calculator app, but it's actually, like, a shortcut to, like, Snapchat, if you can't have Snapchat downloaded type of stuff. People are just going to be secretive. If And if you go through someone's phone, if you go through someone's accounts, if you make your kid give over their passwords, they're just going to become more secretive and not share things with you. So it is like a very double-edged sword type of situation. I think it's also you, it's about building trust. Because like, for example, I recently found out that my mom used to like randomly go through my room. <laughs> did I ever tell you this? Yeah, you did. Um, and I was like, wh- like I had diaries, and I was like, what are you like? She's like, I just wanted to make sure you didn't have like a gun or like cocaine in your room. And I was like, what? And I was like, and I I would like to point out that at these times I would have like six blue ribbon like hidden under my sink. And she's like, no, nah, that's normal. And I was like, what? But I I think it's kind of weird. But I kind of feel like that's the parenting approach you should take. Yeah. Like certain things that your kids do. Like if they're hiding a couple paps under their like get them mental help. Like, that's not that deep. But, like, I mean, obviously, if you do find hard drugs in your kid's room, like, yeah, it's a warning sign. That's yeah, it is something hard. serious. Because, like, my mom never, like, went through my phone or anything. Like, she kind of just, like, let me do what I wanted. Um, and then she didn't really go through my room. We just had this, like, level of trust there. Um, and, like, as, like, a fucking goody-goody, I didn't do anything. I didn't have any, like, heroin stashed i wasn't like oh my god i wasn't like hooking up with like 40 year old men when i was like 14 um but also i know that like there's people who were more impressionable and immature than i was at that age that could be um susceptible to things like this so i think it's like on a base by base or a case by case basis it's kind of it's it there's no one solution for it i think this is what i would say i think that Always open and honest conversation is the way to solve things with your kids. And there's some things I that I know true. that are really hard to talk about when you're with your kids. And they'll be like, oh, my God, stop, because it's, like, awkward. But I think having that, like, even whether it has to do with, like, online gaming or, like, kind of stuff like that, you can be like, hey, like, I, like, even if you were a parent, you're like, hey, I read this article about how people online are doing this. I'm not saying that you're engaging in this, but there's some really messed up people out there. Yeah. And I want you to know that, like, they're messed up and this is their intention. And I feel like as a parent, I think as a parent we forget that, like, children should be kind of treated as an equal. And I think... Yeah. Like, I think that's such a perfect way to address the conversation. Tech is so scary. Not to pull a boomer move. (laughs) a boof but it is like technology is kind of kind of freaky but um i think if you just i think parents do this thing where they like don't you know what i mean like a parent would never be like oh i read this article 
in the times that talked about this, they'd be like, so are you doing this online? You know what I mean? I feel like some parents are like that. What? I read this thing online. Oh, yeah. Give me your phone. Yeah, but I'm saying that they shouldn't react like that. They should be like, hey. I know. But like, I'm just But there's, there's the crazy ones out there that are like, so apparently people use Snapchat to sell drugs. So you're selling drugs on Snapchat? And then Snapchat? they go through the Snapchat stories and they see the Scooby Snacks and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> Anyways, um, moving on from that, because <laughs> we've kind of beat that horse. So, government. Cookie. GBL. Governments be lying. Um, so, the Washington Post published these documents, kind of just outlining how the U.S. government has misled the public about um, our involvement in Afghanistan and all of that stuff. So, it's kind of like the Pentagon Papers, but it's the Afghanistan pa- Papers, because instead of the Pentagon, it's Afghanistan, because that's how words work. Um, <laughs> so, the Freedom of Information Act was passed fairly recently in U.S. history. It's what... Um, has exposed i mean obviously the panama papers or the pentagon papers panama papers same thing and also the u.s involvement in chile which i've been learning about um so basically the u.s be lying is anyone shocked no this is actually really groundbreaking because just like the pentagon papers were groundbreaking these papers are also like really expose a lot about how the government actively tries to mislead the public and like what techniques they're using. But my professor that was talking about this, the one that we saw downstairs, he's talking about the fact that there's just too much news. And like for him to say them, this as a journalism professor is very indicative. He's like, these papers are amazing. Like the Washington Post has gone through so many documents. They outline it so well. I didn't know this. You know, they do. They're doing a really good. This is really important. Like, I know we joke like, oh, the government's lying to us, but the government is actively lying to us about a war that we're involved in and the reasons behind it. And they're killing people in that country. They're killing American soldiers like this is horrific. But he was like, you have this. You have impeachment. You have what's going on in China. You have what's going on in Hong Kong with China. And he's like, it's just a lot and he, we're in a time right now where <coughs> sorry no, it's okay no, there's it, i mean even like picking a top five like it's really hard to be like what do i care about what do i want to talk about it's hard i think to narrow down a top five because you have to think like what's important this is very important but like i didn't even know this was going on and i read the news there's a lot of news and sometimes the news is just exhausting which it shouldn't be but it is because we live in the information era and that's not on that. And that's on. <laughs> okay. I think I think the thing is, I, I'm paranoid already, but it's like, you know, if you give government too much power, bad things are going to happen. Like, we know this. If you give people too much power, bad things are going to happen. But it's like, it's really important. I, I don't think that you need to know everything. Obviously, that's like ridiculous to know everything that's going on in the news. But I think even just being slightly informed is really important whether it's listening to us about the top five journalists are highly underrated so subscribe to a local newspaper subscribe to a major newspaper and just like be informed so (laughs) president trump on wednesday signed an executive order order that would define judaism as a race or nationality so i have so many thoughts but i need to like lay out the facts first so basically he said this is going to help college campus discrimination because there's been a huge spike in anti-semitism this is true this is like fact 
Um, and then other people are like, but it could lead to a sp- free speech violation in, in relation to like Israel and Palestine. like the conflict going on there let's not conflict one more time alexis said this last week okay israel does not equal judaism think about that equal signs with the slash through it that's not what it is yes you may call israel the birthplace of judaism and like the the heart of judaism and whatever and that is israel a legitimate state we can discuss that at a later time um but it's like they're not the same they're not mutually exclusive not everyone from israel is jewish not everyone that's jewish is from israel so exactly and i think that what is weird is that they're like oh like people are like being offensive towards jewish people let's make them a race and then we can say that like i don't like i don't get it it's same with like people who like all like hate muslims it's like oh like like people forget that like being muslim isn't a race and i feel like i need to say religion does not equal race again think about that equal sign like okay there are people who are ethnically jewish i don't know if they're considered white or middle eastern i don't really know how those race boxes work I think they're Middle Eastern. Right? Because they're from Israel or the Middle East. Like, we're at, like whatever. Um, but a lot of people that are Jewish aren't ethnically Jewish. They're, like, converted to Judaism. You have a white man whose mom is also white and converted to Judaism. And so, so now he's, he's Jewish. He's technically Jewish. He's not pract- He's not even, like, a practicing Jewish person. But he can be like, no, I'm Jewish. That's my religion. So, on a fucking thing, can he check off Jewish as his race? But he's not ethnically Jewish. So, It's just weird. I just think that we need to distinguish because there are white Muslims. There are black Muslims. There are Indian Muslims. There are Iranian Muslims. Like, you know what I mean? Literally. A lot of people... Yeah, a lot... I I don't really know the stats on this, but I feel like a lot more people... A lot of people just convert to Islam, no matter what race you are. And that's great. Like, that's not, we're not mad about people converting to religion. What I'm mad about is this idea in the U.S. that we're so desperate to put people in these boxes. We're so yeah. desperate also, to be like. Also, what is the problem with having a religion box? Also, what's the problem with you're discriminating against people based on their religion? This happens. We know that this happens. This happens historically. This is happening today. I don't know why we're like. Does this mean that Christian slash catholic is now a race like is protestant a race this is a, it's just it's not just, to be one of those people that's like this is such a slippery slope but this like, is a slippery slope <laughs> it's judaism is not a race if you're ethnically jewish you're middle eastern i what guess i don't really know but like hello hello i read this story and i literally put it in just because i'm confused i'm confused anyways impeachment (laughs) we're back with impeachment i know what you're thinking please stop talking about impeachment i know dear god i wish we could (laughs) i really wish we could but but here we are so not realistic so impeachment it's a party location house judiciary committee time all the time b-y-o-a bring your own article (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good that's pretty good b-y-o-s-s bring your own scooby snacks (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. So an impeachment update as of today, Thursday. I mean, you're listening to this on Friday, but as of Thursday at 12.41 p.m., um, the House Judiciary Committee is expected at the end of today to send two articles of impeach- uh, articles of impeachment to the House. Uh, what the fuck does that mean? I'm so glad that you asked. Basically, they're going to send the articles of impeachment to the House. If the House impeaches President Trump, then he stands trial in the Senate early next year, which determines if he is removed from office. The charges in the articles of impeachment are the same things that you've been hearing over and over and over and over again. That's the update. (sighs) Even though we sound exhausted, this is very important that the articles of impeachment, maybe by the end of today, will be sent to the House. Read your news tomorrow morning and see if they have been because we just can't tell you. But Slight update. Not really an update. Just me speaking. Um, So... There's this big problem on social media with like Russian bots. You know what I mean? No. Okay. You don't. You Facebook Russian bots infiltrated our election. Oh, okay. Did you not know that? No, I did. I'm just. <laughs> I just need to drink my hot chocolate. Okay. So basically, Russian bots are a really bad thing on Twitter. So basically, if you don't really know how bots work, bots from Russia that like are supporting Donald Trump basically just like have this propaganda and they mass tweet out these hashtags so they get trending and then you look so this hashtag impeachment backfire was trending and there were all these bot tweets about how nancy pelosi is rushing impeachment and i was like rushing impeachment is the slowest thing that's ever happened in the entire world After a very sloppy, stress-induced top five mashup, let's talk about everyone's favorite time of year. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. So, Christmas is personally my favorite time of the year i love the holly jolly spirit i love all of that october through december are the best months of the year you can't prove me wrong um also august because my birthday's in august your birthday's in august we are some leos and if you couldn't tell from listening to the podcast well now you know um and if you're not into astrology well i'm not really either but i do have co-star and the pattern downloaded and (laughs) tell me all about how i'm a horrible person um We're going to go through some Christmas controversies. Because Christmas is like a very holly jolly time, but I feel like during the Christmas season, everyone's mad about something. And when I say everyone, I mean hashtag boomers. Okay. So. Wait, the first thing that I want to talk about is depression okay (laughs) um i didn't i'm i don't know why i laughed it's because i'm actually uncomfortable but while christmas is this great time where you watch a lot of like romantic movies and it's very happy and there's decorations and everyone seems to be in a good mood i feel like there's this hidden problem of people getting really sad during the holidays seasonal depression and seasonal affective disorder really hashtag sad (laughs) and i want to talk about like 
is that just really because of the weather and is it not the fault of like the culture that we've created or do you think that this like idealization of like being in love and like having like a really close family is like making people sad um as someone who has regular depression but also seasonal depression um it's really like a one two whammy and then finals comes in and then there's that academic depression it's like boom um like three fifths hitting you all at once (laughs) um i think that definitely the weather does fit into it because i feel like once it gets dark i can't do anything and i'm just like a marshmallow in the wind that was such a weird analogy but it like is very strong in my brain and i like get it like i'm just like imagine the, like yeah, a no, dark I- sky and the marshmallows just like floating through and then it gets hit by the teeth <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel um did i tell you the story about the girl with the macbook no oh my god yesterday this girl drops her macbook from like if you go to bu the like the printer for questrom okay questrom library she drops it from that ledge and it drops all the way down to the like <gasps> second library no and that bitch still turned on and that's what my life is like oh my god i know terrifying. i know the the thud it was horrifying anyways um i think that <laughs> depression is it's definitely like i just think that the weather has a lot to do with it and definitely the lack of sunlight and like the lack of warmth because i feel like the sun hits different in the summer you know the vibes um but i also do think that the idealization of like being in love is definitely something that like i personally am like oh it's kind of sad like i'm alone uh for the 18th year in a row um and then like i have a do you want to hear something so sad yeah i've never had a new year's eve kiss never have i i've never had one being in love it's all tight unless you're not in love and then you're like damn and then like i'm very close with my mom and my sister but i don't have like that big family type of thing so like that's kind of sad also a lot of people go through a lot of um stress with like money i'm like i don't think i can afford to get christmas presents or just stuff like that so i think it's like a mix of everything I think that what this time should be about, whether it's in reference to Christmas or because to be perfectly honest, like I don't celebrate Christmas, Christmas like we decorate the house because it's like fun um, and we like do holiday things, but they're not really in relation to like the religious holiday of Christmas, you know? Yeah, I don't I don't really celebrate. But I think that we go to a lot of Hanukkah parties. That's a separate issue. Um, but I think that it's all about just, like, being with people that you love. And I think whatever yeah. is being idealized, we have to take a step back and be like, that's not the... And I think that it's shitty that you're like, oh, like, I love my family so much, but it's not that, like, Hallmark Christmas card-y yeah. kind of, Some like, people don't even have a family. Yeah. Which is sad, but... And I think that we just have to be grateful for 
what we have and I think it, it does it does take like a little bit of time um but I think that you just have to recognize that like also like people who just this is like very separate but people who look like very hallmark happy like perfect Christmas card perfect family no one's perfect literally no one everyone has something going yeah. on and it's usually the people that appear the best that are struggling the most yeah so if you're depressed felt that one and I'm here with you <laughs> But try to do little things that make you happy, I feel like. Yeah. Is a big thing. Yeah. Um so Oh, do you want to come get hot chocolate later? I have to work. Oh damn it. Okay. Uh anyway. I also don't like hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah, you don't like tea, you don't like hot chocolate, you don't like happiness. I don't like hot winks. No wonder you're depressed. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god. Consumerism is a big thing about Christmas. Is that what Jesus wanted? I don't know. Last um, Christmas, I gave you a Tiffany necklace. Was that a <laughs> Leah Kapoor original? <laughs> yeah. it's so consumerism is obviously a big thing with Christmas because the biggest thing about Christmas in culture, I guess, is like the gifts. Um, it all kind of starts with Black Friday, you know, all of that stuff. Is consumerism ruining the spirit of Christmas? Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, but also, like, I'm excited for those gifts, though. See, okay, see, I come from a family where I think I stopped getting gifts very young. Like, my mom was just like, nah. Um, but we do a lot of, like, family vacations. So, to me, I'm never like, oh, like, I'm so excited for all the Christmas gifts I'm going to get. Or, like, I'm going to ask for this for Christmas. Like, if I need new thermal leggings when I need them, I'm going to be like, ma, I need new thermal leggings. Also, PSA, Uniqlo's thermal leggings are on sale, kids. And no they have matching no PJ sets for only $29. She is such a child. Um, well, like, I always, like, I've always gotten gifts for Christmas and, like, but I've never gotten, like, a new car or like what do rich people get for christmas an iphone yeah i've never gotten like a phone for christmas a canada goose <laughs> yeah like i'm like, like that's the bu christmas gift right like i've gotten like nice gifts i've gotten like large amounts of money <laughs> did you have to do that right into the mic <laughs> sorry say that again so i've gotten like money and gift cards and airpods and like stuff like that and like you know, things that I'm grateful for. Like, I am really, really grateful for all my Christmas gifts and stuff. And, like, yeah, I'm excited, like, to get gifts. I'm like, ooh, yes. Like, I want new things because I've been, like, deep-throated by capitalism. <laughs> but... <laughs> But, um, <laughs> you upset me, but, um, I just, I also like giving gifts to people. Like, so next up the war <laughs> on Christmas. I know you've heard about this because I know that ever since like 2015, when Starbucks took Merry Christmas off of their Christmas cups, um, every single Karen went bazooka. They went buck wild. Like, the whole like happy holidays versus merry christmas people are like how why can't you just say merry christmas like jesus america was founded on jesus and it was like actually america was founded on slavery ben shapiro but <laughs> um i think it's stupid as fuck i don't think that it's really a big deal people saying happy holidays i think is fine um because there are people who are jewish 
Some people don't celebrate Christmas. Some people celebrate Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. I think that just saying happy holidays is great. I think that, I think it's harsh to get offended if someone says Merry Christmas because they're literally wishing you something of yeah, joy. I, like, but no one gets offended when people say Merry Christmas. Or when I say no one, I mean like a very small amount of people. No. More people get offended, offended. about happy holidays. And it's like, they're both wish, like they're both remarks of like, yeah. goodness like, also people start saying happy holidays november 1st literally so it's like if you say merry christmas it's like what about thanksgiving because some people get really up in arms about i get really up in arms about thanksgiving i'm the people I know. i'm caring about that we know um so there's just like that um what else uh I, th- oh, I just think it's stupid i also think it's stupid i do want to talk about the christmas song baby it's cold outside we need to talk about it this song is rape culture in a song. Well, she literally is like, oh, there's something well, in my drink. Here's the, no, here's the historical thing. So, I'm about to go all Vox video on your ass. So. Did you watch a Vox video about this? No, I did It was one of those like, just like now this videos, I think. Oh, I love those videos. I love Vox videos. Oh, same. <laughs> Vox and chill. But, if a guy messaged you and was like, hey, do you want to Vox and chill? Yeah. Um, so Baby It's Cold Outside was, I might get some facts, like, mixed up, but I know the basic gist of it was, it was written in, like, the 1940s. Ew. I know. <laughs> um, basically, it was written by, like, this couple, I think, and you know the song, Baby It's Cold Outside is, like, this back and forth and the way that the lyrics are written, it makes it seem like it's between, like, strangers, but it's actually not. It was written by, like, people who were together at the time. And the lyric that everyone does up and over is, like, say what's in this drink, which is what the girl says. But historically, it's not, like, she wasn't like, oh, my God, this man put something in my drink. That wasn't what it meant historically. Those things, like, weren't around back then. It was like probably this drink has like alcohol in it. And she's like, why do I feel like, like, why do I feel this way? Like, what's in this drink? Like, oh my God, like, I want to go home with you. Like, like, out, like, she was like drunk, essentially. She was like, oh my God, what's in this drink? Like, why do I want to like go home with this man? Right? It wasn't like this man has drugged me. It was like, oh my God, I want to have sex with him. What? That's crazy, bro. I just don't like that song. I just so, think it's an icky song. The lyric, historically, it doesn't mean what like people think it means. Um, do I think that changing the lyric now is bad? No. Baby, it's cold outside. (laughs) That's what baby is cold outside sounds like in my head. 
Did you hear like, tell no, him? It's, like, it's, like, it's like, what's in this drink? <laughs> <laughs> we should have not. Anyways, okay. <laughs> I'm um, so sorry. I don't think that changing the lyric is bad. It's kind of like the whole happy holidays thing. It's like we're making things a little bit better. And then all of these white people are like <laughs> they're back. Are like okay, it's one thing for like Merry Christmas cuz I'm like whatever. Jesus. But then people are like you're taking the spirit out of baby it's cold outside. And it's like we're taking a possibly sus lyric out of a song that's like 60 years old and also isn't even that good. If you want to sing a Christmas duet, do a different song. And that's on that. And that's on that on that. So those are the only Christmas controversies that I could think of. <laughs> I will say that Little Drummer Boy is a terrible song. Okay. What? <laughs> I just I don't like it. I don't like the I also like, don't like Silent Night. No, I don't like those songs. I really like, do you hear what I hear though? That song is so cute. I, okay. So there's only a few Christmas songs that I can stand. All right. Which are? Okay. Why don't you try to guess my favorite Christmas song? All I Want for Christmas is You. Fuck no. Uh, Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande. No. Uh, it's like one of those popular like pop Christmas songs. Last Christmas? Yes. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day. Also, <laughs> Santa Baby is weird. It's so weird. I understand that it's okay. You know that song I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, Santa Baby? I recently realized that it's the mom talking to the dad. It's, yeah. it's not like my mom had an affair with santa claus no santa would not do that so, but santa baby's weird santa baby's weird because it sexualizes santa and it's weird it's, it's weird I also don't like it because any female artist that sings it is like, Santa. Santa. It's like, don't talk to Santa like that. He just came for the cookies. Yeah. I think that most Christmas songs kind of suck, but I do bop to them. Like, if you want some Michael Buble, if you want some Jingle Bells, like, I'm about to go ham. Also, I think that new Christmas songs have to be very, very good to be, like, good. You know what I mean? Like, they have to be perfect to be, like, acceptable. Because you can't just be singing about Christmas and expect everyone to, like, drop Mariah Carey. I think that Ariana Grande has the voice of an angel. I also think that her singing Santa Baby is weird. 
is a hate crime. You also, I feel like everyone just like sings like one Christmas song and like expects the world to drop at their feet. No. How many covers of Baby It's Cold? How many duets of Baby It's Cold Outside do we need in the world? I say zero. I agree. <laughs> is Baby It's Cold Outside canceled? Is that song a hate crime? Maybe. Look, Michael Bublé and Mariah Carey own Christmas. And they have only let... They really do. They, they don't own much else. Like, just give them this. Mariah Carey owns a lot of things. Michael Bublé literally defrosts for Christmas. Do not disrespect him. If you are playing a song at a Christmas party and there is already a version by Michael Bublé of that song and you're playing a different version, why? <laughs> literally. Can why? you let the man get his money? Movies are also a Christmas. Okay, I'm just going to say this. Love Actually is the best Christmas movie ever. Lies. It is. It's, Elf. Have you seen Love Actually? No. I also haven't seen Elf. What? I haven't seen Elf. What? That's a hate crime. So Elf. I think uh, a little homework for this week, and not this week because we're dying with finals, but over winter break, See? you are going to watch Love Actually. And I you are going to watch the Elf. Have you watched The Grinch? That stole Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts? I love that movie. I also love that movie. The new one or like the old <sighs> Um... The new one's, like, good, but it's, like, whatever. The old one is, like... I really like the movie It's a Wonderful Life. Um, what else is a good Christmas movie? Home Alone? It is a good movie. I like it. Not Home Alone 2, though. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle. No, no, no. That's not the one I'm thinking of. While You Were Sleeping with uh, Sandra Bullock. Who? I love that movie. I only watch, like, family Christmas movies. That one is, like, a family. It's so fucking funny. Is it? Um... I also, Elf is like my favorite though. I like, literally Elf haven't is, seen it. It's so funny and so good, and Zoe Deschanel has the voice of an angel. Wrap up this weird ramble and collection of thoughts by saying, "Happy holidays." Hope you have a wonderful holiday break, whatever holidays you do or do not celebrate. We're taking a long, like, six-week break from the pod. Yeah, so if but you need up. to catch up, you only have seven episodes to listen to, so you also, can do it. Also, like... Yeah, Christmas is a great time of year. If you're feeling sad, uh, make sure to practice some self-care. Ooh, self-care is all distracted. Ooh. Ooh, reference. I think no matter what, whether it's family or friends, spend the time with people that you love, and there's always people out there who love you. And watch Elf, because Elf is a great movie. Yeah, um, so have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you again 
in six weeks. In January, in the new year. <sighs> we could have talked about New Year's. I think we wait till after the new year. And then we're like, my New Year's. And I'll be like, oh, I still didn't get a New Year's kiss. I'll be like, oh, I drank champagne in my friend's basement. Like, <laughs> On the weird you- couch. Bye. Rudolph, the Rando's right here. Woke up feeling like I just might run for president. Even if there ain't no precedent. Switching up the mess.